Stealth camouflage? Who are you? Where is my friend? What? What are you talking about? Oh, what next? Snake. You're that ninja. I've been waiting for you, Snake. Who are you? Neither enemy nor friend. I am back from a world where such words are meaningless. I've removed all obstacles. Now you and I will battle to the death. What do you want? I've waited a long time for this day. Now I want to enjoy the moment. What's with these guys? It's like one of my Japanese animes. I've come from another world to do battle with you. What is it, revenge? It is nothing so trivial as revenge. A fight to the death with you. Only in that can my soul find respite. I will kill you, or you will kill me. It makes no difference. Watch from inside there. I need that man. Keep your hands off him. That was weird, getting the, the start going. Yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, should we try to keep the pro wrestling uh, narrative right going through? Because we were talking about yeah. Roman Reigns so much. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, we, pro we probably should. I mean, we, we will alienate pretty much everyone who doesn't watch pro wrestling, though, so... Do we really want those people in our lives? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's well, we do obviously. Yeah. If, you're, if you're listening to this and you're not a pro wrestling fan, don't worry, it's only the first two seconds of the joke. Yeah. And like a glossary of terms that we really should explain. Yeah. Like uh, in the last episode, the last American version, I believe, I described uh, Gary as jobbing out, and then yeah. uh, the hooker cuts a promo on him. Yeah. Which would read as gibberish to anyone who's not in the know. Yeah, we should. Uh, jobbing out means losing and losing quickly. Yes. And um, cutting a promo just means throwing abuse at them. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's. We, like, we will. Uh, at some point, if you follow us on the. Uh, if you follow our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, we'll put up a glossary of terms. Yeah. Uh, which I think you may need at some point. It's kind of weird. Like I'm wearing a, an old CM Punk T-shirt now, mm. and um, it's weird. I'm sure some people look at it and kind of go, "Oh, there's a there's a straight edge guy." Really, what they should be looking at goes, "Look at that fucking Mark. He's wearing a T-shirt that's ten years old." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and if and if last weekend's you know shenanigans are to go by, you're not straight edge. Oh fuck no! If, if I ever ha held a card, yeah, it has gone up in the flames of. Uh, oh yeah, it got <laughs> it got burnt like the draft card in the sixties. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was. You know, fucking a drink. What he wants? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, clack clack! Stop me. We're back again yep. um, for another conversation about yep. the canon canon yeah. of films. Um, and this is uh, going to be a really special episode because the daddy of canon films... Mm. Well, there's two daddies of canon films. There's Euron uh, Globus, but more importantly, there's Menachem Golan. Yeah. And uh, Menachem seemed to be the driving force behind canon films for the length 
the time it was available. Mm. You know, Yoram was a businessman. Yeah. He was like the guy who made Canon into one of the most financially successful film yeah. companies there was, uh, up to a point. But um, Menachem was the guy who loved the movies. Yeah. And was just in love with movies. Yeah, and... Yor- Yoram, was, Yoram was the money, Menachem was the creative force. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. He... And uh, Menachem, he 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 had a sort of manic love of movies. Yeah, you know, in he he loved he loved movies the way the way like a, a small yappy dog loves a ball that you're about to throw at him. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, once like, he's got the ball, he doesn't really know what he wants to do. With yeah, it, but he wants the ball. <laughs> he wants the ball in and, a huge way. You know, it's Menachem like. He just comes across as an absolute fucking character. Like, yeah, he comes across as a maniac, oh, yeah, to be honest. Like, I, I love guys like that. I love reading stories about people who just did what they wanted to do, and if you didn't like it, well, fucking tough shit. Yeah. And, um, you got to admire that, and, you know, whether you, lo- whether you love him or hate him, you kind of have to admire that. Yeah, and this, this movie is a fine example of Menachem's, uh, like, roller coaster madness vision for movies. <laughs> It's, I mean, we'll get into the actual meat of the film mm. in a bit, but, like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know. I'm, I'm thinking some strong stimulants were, were involved in the making of this the movie. The history of it. I mean, yeah. we'll get into the history at the beginning, but, like, trust me, you're going to want to stay tuned for this, because it's, yeah. it's crazy. You, uh, you know more about the history than I do, so yeah. I'll now, the history you comes in. Where the history comes into it is with Franco Nero. Who's her star? Now, uh, did you know much about Franco before we got into I this? knew he was the original Django. And um, before before I watched this movie, I watched uh, Kioma. I recommended well. that to you. Yeah. And it was like, you know, apocalyptic cowboy Jesus. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that in a movie whatsoever. Like, Franco Nero is a bit of, a, a bit of an icon in Italy. Um, I mean, starred in the original Django. Actually, it was featured in the remake, or whatever it was. Quentin Tarantino put out uh, the reimagining, or... yeah, the ruining. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck! I just don't like that movie. All right, fair enough. You know, look, Tarantino made some great movies. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, Django wasn't one of them. That's fair. But, That's uh, fair. I mean, come on, man, make another movie like Jackie Brown. That was fucking rad. That but, that uh, was the only bomb he made, so he'll never make another one like that. I'm it's afraid. Ten times better than Django. Oh yeah, but you know? that's probably his best movie. But you know, that's that's a different. Story I suppose it's like time. the Ed Wood scenario with yeah. Tim Burton. Like you know, he can. You know, Ed Wood wasn't a major financial success, but it's his best film. Yeah, you know. Whereas, like, if he makes just another one of these fucking, you know, snow globe goth movies, like yeah, the whole world Alice falls, in Wonderland or whatever. Yeah, the whole world falls over themselves to fucking watch it. Like you know, although I think Dark Shadows was. Um, was a failure, but uh, uh, uh yeah, at yeah. the box office, it was anyway. Well, it it's, it turned a small profit, but nowhere near as much as they were expecting. Yeah. So, I guess you can you can only put Johnny Depp <coughs> in pale makeup so many times. And yeah, get a return. <laughs> but uh, more and he's impor- not the only one to do it these days. But yeah. Anyways, no, like back in the day, Franco Nero was the kind of guy who was reliable because like he'd be in one badass movie yeah. and I don't know if you remember people's attitudes towards films back then but like it was oh Chuck Norris is in this it must be good yeah like people just associate if you made one good action movie every action film you made was yeah. and I was the same like it was like oh shit Dudikoff yeah I mean <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> that was just the easy way it was like yeah you know? pretty much and um <clears throat> so he was a safe bet when they got him although 
the circumstances of which we secured to this film were kind of crazy. But um, at Ninjas, all right, this was the beginning of ninja mania yeah. in eighties cinema, like. and you know it became a massive trope of eighties movies. Yeah. Like you know, uh, ninjas to eighties action movies were what cyborgs were to nineties action exactly. movies. Exactly. They were just all over the place. They were omnipresent, and it, it um, it kind of played off the yellow scare fear at the time. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, the thing is with the ninja movie, it's kind of weird. This was the first big one, whereas like Octagon came before it. Yeah, the Chuck Norris vehicle, not a canon film, so we won't be discussing it. But um, it's like Octagon came before, it, but Enter the Ninja like was a major hit. Mm. And because of that, then, like, it's easy to do because all you got to do is get a bunch of karate guys and put them in ninja gear and you can make a movie. Like. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, well, ninjas are fucking cool. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're always going to be cool. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was just like this kind of... Like, a lot of people say that this introduced the Western world to the very concept of a ninja. Yeah. You know? And, you know, the the stealthy assassin thing, it had been done in Western films before. I know, but, but like, was, this is... It a... was always some guy in a polo neck, you know, with, yeah. the, with the sniper rifle from ages away. And it, it was... Yeah, the the ninja thing, in, in Japan, at least, it was, you know, it's part of the culture. You know, uh, Sonny Chiba and people like that were made... God knows how many ninja movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's still a huge thing over there. But, but it's still a huge thing everywhere. Yeah, true. Know? But, um, no, like, with this, like, this was like, here you go, here's... I'm sure there was some kind of weird kind of 80s logic for a going, yeah, we need a white ninja, though, because, you yeah, know... Yeah, that, that's the bit I don't quite understand, because... You're supposed to be in the shadows while you're wearing a white key? Yeah, it, well... It looked fucking rad, that's yeah, why. it looked rad, but... <laughs> the, no, but, like, having a white ninja made no sense to me, because, you know, Bruce Lee had already been a breakout star at this point. You know, you could, you could have an Asian action star. Yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was hmm. just, like... I think the whole the whole point of the story though was to have a foreigner be a ninja. Yeah. And I think uh this movie was written by a stuntman who was the main stuntman in this movie. Mm. And I think it was like a vanity project for him because I think he studied ninjutsu or whatever. I was there going, yeah, I bet if I got into a fight with everyone in the Philippines, I'd win. Because <laughs> I'm a ninja, you yeah. know. And uh, <laughs> I think that's... It's a vanity project that didn't work out for this guy. Yeah, clearly. But uh, anyway, like, what we what was what were your expectations going into this one? My expectations going into this, um, you know, I I'm a Sonny Chiba fan, mm-hmm. and I I love I love Sonny Chiba with a passion that burns like a thousand suns. But so I was expecting something along those lines, and in in terms of the action it wasn't it wasn't a million miles away yes. you know from what i was expecting yeah. it was i i went in i went in hoping for a good bit of chop sake and one or two ridiculous death scenes yeah and if you like the thing is we almost got to patent this shit right yeah canon craziness oh yeah like there's this this thing with canon movies where there's these rogue elements that fall in like you know you're watching one yeah and there's one or two in here but it's just like just these sh- fucking things that just drop in. I love watching, like, Asylum films and stuff. Mm. And I always used to... I'd watch, like, Transmorphers, and I just want one moment from it. I'm like, can something just make me laugh? Yeah. And 
like Canon's got the same thing but better. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like Canon like some people might unfavorably kind of compare Canon to the Asylum or sort of but Canon films were like Canon were way ahead of any of those studios. Absolutely. I mean the thing is Canon were Canon were an independent film studio, like, you know, yeah. and were a powerhouse. True. At one point, like you they, know, they were like the the Weinstein company of their day. <laughs> yeah, um, but instead of like making indie movies, they made ninja movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Actually, I'd love to see a Weinstein ninja movie, but yeah. <laughs> that's a well, different Kill story. Kill Bill. Kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, Miramax Weinstein produced. That's true. That is true. But uh, and I'm sure Dimension have put out something. I'm sure they but, have. Uh, yeah, myself, I was kind of. Um, I was expecting this movie to maybe be a little bit more transgressive than it turned out to be. Mm. Like, I was there going, right, it's Menachem Golan fucking unchained in the Philippines. Yeah. We're going to have some kind of just, like, madness, like, you know, <laughs> like, be it sexual uh, craziness on screen or, like, just, you know, complete ridiculousness. But I, I actually... You know, I'm not sure if that kind of was a little bit more restrained, I believe. Yeah, but um, it, it was it was more restrained than I, I and we had any right to expect. I I also though when I was watching, it, I was thinking, here's a movie that I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look at and in my head go, if I'd have seen this when I was ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, if I yeah, if I saw this as an impressionable child, I'd be a, I probably would have killed someone with the Death Star by a, yeah, a, it's just a, like a throwing star, I meant to say. Uh, like the star. the thing is it uh, yeah well we'll we'll get into it it's fucking it's uh, it's a happening it's a happening anyway um with that uh awkward uh aside <laughs> i think it's probably time for us to get into uh, or should, maybe it's time for us to let the ninja enter The first martial art to sweep the modern world was jiu-jitsu, closely followed by the discipline of karate. Then we were taught to combine the spiritual with the physical by the masters of kung fu. And now, the Cannon Group is proud to introduce the practitioner of the oldest and ultimate martial art, the ninja. Enter the ninja. This gold is your license. As a master of ninjutsu. Starring Franco Nero. Exploding into action as Cole, the white ninja. Give him a message for me. Yeah? I don't like to be followed. I love it here. It's become my home. And nobody, nobody is going to drive us away. Susan George is the proud and beautiful Marianne. A strong-willed woman who knows what she wants and just how to get it. And introducing Sho Kosugi. Kampai! Kampai! Kampai. Hasegawa, the black ninja, born of samurai blood, is unable to accept anything but the ancient ways. You did not drink, Hasegawa. He is no ninja. It's the lamb code. They want to take it away from us. Bitter and merciless, this rogue ninja will stop at nothing to destroy any and all who cross his path. Ninja. Hired assassins. Trained killers. Masters of the most deadly art known to man. Oh, 
If you take on a ninja, no matter how many you are, be prepared for the consequences. Enter the ninja from Canon. Okay, and we're back. Um, it's, you know, uh, this is, uh, of course, and I think we kind of lost a run of ourselves in our branding in the last two episodes. Yeah. Mainly because we hadn't done one in a while and I was fucking hungover for one of them. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this isn't a review that we're doing. Uh, as we decided, we've stated plenty of times before, we don't really review these movies. We discuss them. This is a conversation about canon movies. And I think uh, I said to you, like, the ultimate description of this show would be, it's like you've run into the two of us in a pub on a Friday night after we've just watched a <laughs> yeah. canon VHS. Yeah. I know you're going to have to sit here and listen to the two of us yeah. describe it all. <laughs> and interjecting will do just as much good as in that situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I even remember going out for uh, your uh, girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. And at a certain point, we were just sat there going, man, breaking is fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just there going, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we just watched it like two or three days prior. And, oh, Oh, Lucinda Dickey. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Uh, enough of my obsession with Linda Dickey, Lucinda Dickey's back meat. We, right. Well, look, there's going to be plenty more. Of, like This is the first... We're entering the ninja here. Is the yeah. first in a trilogy, a loose trilogy of ninja pictures. The third one of being... Ent- uh, sorry. Ninja 3, The Exorcism. Yeah. Starring Lucinda Dickey. And I'm expecting absolute madness from that movie. Uh, but we got to start... I mean, they're not sequential in any ways. They're just like... They made them look sequential with the titles. Yeah. To kind of fool you into watching them. <laughs> but um, now, Enter the Ninja, obviously, Enter the Dragon is a fucking... Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they were going for that vibe. You know, this was 1981, I believe, this movie yeah. came out. Um, like, the thing is, this is our first Menachem Golan movie. And as we explained in the intro like we're both huge fans of Menachem just as a man just yeah. as a force of nature maybe, maybe not maybe not so much as a director because he made he made some turkeys now well he made the apple and stuff yeah. like that and we'll get to the apple oh. but uh no like this movie like you always see in the, the in the documentaries and stuff about Menachem like he's always like in the edit suite going no stop telling stories more action more suspense <laughs> more drama more eroticism you know <laughs> And this opening, like, ten minutes mm. is him in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Because it's just a fight. It starts out with ninjas fighting yeah. in the woods. And it it makes no sense. Because, you know, the, the five questions of a story, you know, who, what, when, where, and why, yeah. have not been answered no. as, in any way. I literally, I, I legit thought it was set in Connemara. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like Connemara, like, where they are. Yeah. And, uh... And, and we we've got the we've got we start off with uh, our white ninja uh-huh. squaring off with our black ninja yeah and just cut to the white ninja running away from the black ninja with a bunch of maroon ninjas who yeah. just appeared out of nowhere and uh, like there's countless numbers of them yeah the world. and you know our our white ninja he dis, he dispatches with a few of the maroon ninjas the black ninja still chasing them yeah. more maroon ninjas just appear out of nowhere. There's explosions and shit. There's a bit in it where the white ninja, who when when you when you see the up close, yeah, uh, you can see the mustache, the mustache poking it, yeah, yeah through the through the ninja mask, and it's, it's like that's why Tom Selleck never made it as a ninja. Yeah, it does, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, the the whole point of a ninja mask is it's supposed to cover any discernible feature. Yeah, and no, you can just see this, you know. 
top lip bush hanging yeah, out. Yeah, this like, beautiful know. fucking caterpillar just yeah. uh, on your man's lip. I'll say this though, the yeah. fights at the beginning, yeah. I mean, we don't really know why they're happening. They're fucking cool though. Yeah. Like, there's a, he's massacring dudes with his sword of white ninjas. Mm. Um, they, there's some obvious stuntman action uh, where there's a bit where they white ninja does a backflip out of a tree and then there's some bushes in front of where he landed and then Franco Nero crawls into a cat <laughs> yeah. it's one of those obvious stuntman jobs I've ever yeah. seen and there there was some of the some of the typical you know ninja movie editing yeah. where the, the white ninja he's um you know, he's shooting arrows at the black ninja. Yeah. And it, it goes from like a close-up shot of him shooting the, the arrow yeah. to a close-up shot of the black ninja ca- catching the thing. Yeah. And it was a, yeah, this is... They had a sword fight in the waterfall, though, that looked awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. You know, uh, and it's just like, he get, he runs to, to a fucking ninja academy. Yeah. And I mean, I marked that when I saw that. I was like, what? Mm. Like, you know, uh, there's a ninja academy that is pure... And I'm going to get into where I've got a note here that just sums it all up why I love this movie, right? Uh, bows to this guy, cuts his fucking head off, yeah, and then runs into the into the pagoda or whatever it is, and like fights a bunch of dudes, and then kneels down intensely, yeah, well, in front of a, a platform or whatever, and then there's a revelation. But I just wrote a note here, Shinobi, yeah. Like, when you think of the video game Shinobi, I'm just going, there's no way this movie wasn't a huge influence on it. Because Shinobi was about a Westerner who became a ninja. That's right. Joe something? Uh, Joe Masashi. Masashi, something like that. Could be Joe Masashi. It was was Joe first name. Yeah. Japanese second name. Yeah. But, like, I was just going, look at the gear. Look at, I mean, look at Revenge of Shinobi and tell me that this guy... It, like that Frank O'Neill's character isn't a heavy influence on the character in yeah. Ninja Shinobi like, oh hells yes it's uh, like and again like ninjas are fucking dope as fuck always yeah and that's the thing it's just like it, I can't help it I, I mean like I'm from that I'm from the ninja generation like, by the time I was like five Ninja Turtles were the biggest thing in the world and, like, fuck yeah you know like ninja movies were everywhere including this one and American Ninja and all the rest like and although this movie is about an American Ninja technically yeah. because it, you gotta point out at this point that though Franco Nero an Italian uh, hoss himself isn't yeah. it and he he does not look American no. at all he looks as a, he looks as Italian as you can look but he also is overdosed oh yeah and I'll say this the dub job the, the sync up was really good in the version we watched it was yeah. fantastic yeah but uh, it's like it's obviously that it's not the, yeah, the the scene in the pagoda was interesting to me because um, uh, he when he breaks into the compound, he chops the head off this old guy. Yeah, he arrives in, he kneels down, looking all somber and stuff. A bunch of ninjas come in. You think, okay, there's going to be another big fight scene here. No, they all kneel down. Yeah, and the old guy comes in with a head with, <laughs> his, with a mock up of his own severed head. Yeah, it's that. like fair play, you passed the test. Yeah. but there was a bit earlier in the thing. Where um, uh, the white ninja Franco Nero he he ma- he pins a guy's hand to a tree with yeah. the throwing star and then throws another throwing star directly into his brain. Yeah, yeah. So you know this was this was meant as a training exercise or a test or yeah, whatever yeah. it was, but he legit killed a guy. Well, maybe that guy was an arsehole. <laughs> you know, maybe it was like 
Uh, here, look, when you're out training there today, we just killed Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Pat the ninja. <laughs> Pat the ninja, first with murder. You know, he's, a, he's an awful fucking wanker. Yeah. Just can't, you know, he gets, uh, it was all training. It was, yeah. a, it was a work all along. But um, yeah, he gets his ninja license. And at this point I thought, oh, I guess he's going to be able to go open up his own ninja school in a strip mall somewhere in America. Because <laughs> that's surely what you that's, do. That's you what know? you do, yeah. You know, or in, as he would in Ireland, a shopping centre or an industrial estate. Yeah. You know, you can just imagine Cole's Ninja Club, you know, <laughs> up in... Yeah. Uh, out, out the Tume Road with their own Facebook group yeah, and yeah. stuff like out that. Glen Rock, you <laughs> yeah. know. But... Um, <laughs> At this point, like they all go, oh, you're a ninja now, and uh, they have a little party for him. Mm. Little, nice little uh, picnic out in the sun. Yeah. And, uh, well, everybody's happy, apart from the black ninja from earlier on. Yeah. Hasegawa. Yeah. Um, or as I'm going to call him now, dickhead. Yeah. Uh, Hasegawa, yeah, I've got some comments about him for later on. But Hasegawa's are going, you are no ninja. And Franco Nero's like, yo, man, what's the problem? Yeah, I got, I got me license here. I'm certified. Yeah. He should have broke out his card. Like, was her, uh, yeah. this actually says I am. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. a laminated little card. Yeah, <laughs> a fucking, with a picture of him with his hood on. I <laughs> <laughs> that could be anybody. <laughs> I just don't know, you can clearly see my mustache. <laughs> that would be tremendous. <laughs> you know? If we if we were to remake that today, that scene's in. Yeah, but um, anyway, uh, he, he's talking. Uh, Cole uh, Franco Nero. He's talking to his master, who's there going, "No, oh, you're a good old ninja for a for a white boy." Yeah. You know, he's what you off to you off to the Philippines, are you? And he's like, "I am, yeah." Mm. We met down there. and needs a bit of help, so it's a bit of an A team scenario where he's, yeah, he's like this ultimate badass who goes off to help his friend. Um, it, yeah, th- this turns into a plot—the plot from an A-team movie. Because a bunch of shady developers want to run Cole's mate off of his land. Yeah, and wouldn't you know it? Cole comes in—you know, one a one-man fucking wrecking crew. A one—a one-man star destroyer. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> That's pretty what much. He is, like, but uh, he, yeah, he goes off to the Philippines. He instead of just like knocking on his buddy's door, mm. he sneaks in. And understandably, seeing that, I'm sure the Philippines was probably kind of a dangerous place back then. Yeah. Might still be a dangerous place today, but I mean, this is under the, the Marcos people, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm sure it was a bit of a hairy situation. And this mustache fucking disco ninja um, jumps over the wall. So his buddy's wife, understandably, pulls a fucking shotgun on him. Yeah. And uh, she's there going, hey, what? get the fuck out of here. And yeah. um, checks him for weapons and he just like grabs her and chucks the thing. Out. Here's the bit I have to point out though. Yeah. Franco Nero hand solos her. All right. Yeah. You're on, she has a shotgun in his face and he bats it out of the way and he turns her around and I'm not kidding, he just fucking paws the tit right off her. Yeah. And I'm sure it was just like, we gotta, you know, we're, we're wrestling around here, but that was a little bit too convenient there for yeah. uh, Franco. He just, he mashed that fucking tit with his hand. Like, yeah. You know. Well, he is Italian. He is yeah. And I suppose that makes molestation fine. Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's part of the culture, It'll, especially in like the late seventies, early eighties sort of time. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just it was fu- like he's a man of his time. It was just funny to see like that they clearly didn't, you know, work this out. Oh, of course not. You know? Well, may- maybe they didn't. He was just having a cheeky paw, anyways. Like, 
Could be. Yeah. So, and go and Menachem just decided, you know what? I approve of cheeky porn. That's going in the final cut. Yeah, the, this is not a film. If you're watching this or listening to this podcast on Tumblr, yeah, uh, probably should just not ever listen to it. Yeah, because I mean the thing is, we're a pair of uh, we're a pair of kind of modern men. Yeah, we're know? we're fairly progressive. We're fairly young, progressive young men, but uh, we also watch this kind of stuff, and we don't have a problem with it. Yeah, like I mean, obviously, I have a problem with the idea of someone sexually harassing their co-worker on a film set but I don't think this is what happened yeah. what I'm saying is like any like obviously we discussed in Bolero we discussed in other movies like you know where it's like depictions of sexuality and weird parts of humanity and all around I've no problem with it. I'm not a super sensitive guy yeah you know I'm not like oh my god it doesn't have everything yeah. I ever wanted this it's fiction yeah. yeah it's art it's weird art about ninjas <laughs> and uh anyway we're off topic here <laughs> yeah he meets up with his buddy alcoholic pound shop James Can. I, I was I was saying pound shop art Garfunkel, a little oh. bit of that. But like he had the Jimmy Can madness in his eyes. Yeah, like, you know? he looked like Jimmy Can when he was older. True, true. You know, like post rollerball Jimmy Can. <laughs> true, but uh, um, yeah, it's it, it, alcoholic pound shop James Can goes, "Hey man, what's happening?" And he's got this madness in his teeth. <laughs> I can only describe it like this. Yeah. Like he, he's like ah clenched jaw. He's like fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Baratheon, the brother. Um. Oh yeah. Um. Well, what's Stannis? The, Stannis. He's yeah. like Stannis, just grinding his teeth all the mm. time, like you know. And he's he's about as useful. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking. Oh god, he's like a spare brick. This guy. Yeah, he's, just, he's absolutely useless. But uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm the whole time I'm looking at this guy. I'm wondering how the hell did you manage to marry a woman like Susan George? Yeah. You know, uh, Susan George, aka a- Dustin Hoffman's Mrs. and Straw Dogs. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking how how did you get a woman this fine? It it makes no sense to me. Well, Jesus, she's having an easy day. But if the worst thing that happens to her is that Franco Nero inadvertently paused her tit, she was in fucking straw dogs. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I wrote here a passive aggressive dinner disco, uh, <laughs> which is what happens because like let's have some dinner, and then like they all sit there and they're just like. Yeah, we hate each other. Thanks for coming to visit us, Cole. You know? <laughs> yeah. And um, it's one of those, like, sour, uh, long-term, rot-setting couple dinner thing. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been a ninja. Yeah. When we go to our, <laughs> our friend's house, and there's just, like, you know, a couple there, and they're just pecking at each other. Yeah. And you're going, like, you two haven't rolled in months, have you? Yeah, you, you haven't been... You know, there there is nothing going on here. There is no spark anymore. This is just mold and rot at yeah. this point. But it doesn't matter. Uh, like they just discuss their troubles. They're saying like, "Oh, there's someone trying to squeeze us out of the place." Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? They've got their ninja buddy here to mm. help them. After that, then uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, Frank was the actual name. Yeah. Uh, the James Cannon guy. He goes, "Let's go look at the the farm," and they go around the farm. And then he's like, let's have a cockfight. Yeah, first thing. <laughs> you know? It's like, hey, you all, you, you, my employees, you all love me, right? Let's have a cockfight. Yeah. And, and, I, and I mean that as an actual cockfight, not a, like a sword fight or anything. No, they, no. they just, you know, out come the fucking, out come the roosters with the razor blades attached to their, to their legs. Yeah. And, and they just yeah. go at it. Yeah, oh yeah, like an actual cockfight on screen. And you know what, I was kind of watching this, I was there going... 
Oh, I bet those two chickens actually probably did fucking kill each other. Probably, yeah. And I that was the most uncomfortable part of this movie for me, to be yeah, honest. It's like it's so weird. Yeah. Like uh cockfighting is a bit of a theme in this movie. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very odd I guess cockfighting's a big thing in the, the Philippines. Yeah. Like uh But yeah, they were just and your man, uh, James Cannon, like alcoholic, you can smell him like, you know, he's mm. got that kind of where he's just like, here, kill that chicken, kill him, <laughs> die for me, <laughs> died for my amusement. And, uh, yeah, I was there going, oh, I'm supposed to like this guy, yeah. who's like just a fucking whiskey dick fucking <laughs> loser who yeah. like ha- has chickens murder each other for his amusement, like, you know. But uh, anyway, after this, we get an amazing Chris Chan level kung fu display by uh, by Franco Nero, uh, Cole, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's about this time I think I should bring up the, the casting of him. Like, Franco Nero, if I'm to describe him, right, he's like a 1970s drive-in disco Michael Fassbender. Yeah. That's the best way to describe him. You know, him. big, big, huge, tall guy, yeah. massive presence. He yeah. he has the presence, of, he does have the presence of a movie star. You can't yeah. take oh, yeah, that he, away from like, him. He was one. Like, yeah. There's no two ways about it. Like, if you're, in a, if you're in an English-speaking part of the world, you might necessarily know who he is but if you're in like Italy or like Europe at all yeah, yeah. Franco Nero's a guy absolutely you know? but he can't he can't do the action that they want that they need him to do for this role no like, and when when they when they put the stunt double in the white suit and you know put a tash on him well, it's all good that's the thing this movie was originally supposed to star that stunt double all oh, right. I right. think his main name is like Mark Softers, something like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the name. That's how pro we are. <laughs> but um, that guy originally he sat, he wrote the the movie. I sat Menachem down and went, "I'll star in this movie. I'll be amazing." Mm. And he's a great martial artist, but um, he can't act for shit. So they were on set in the Philippines, and basically, Frank, like they shot a few days with this guy, and he was terrible. And Menachem went, "Don't worry about it." I'll go. I'll get someone else, right? And somehow he finds Franco Nero, who's in the Philippines anyway. Goes, you want to be an ninja in the movie? And he goes, I don't know what that is, but if you're gonna pay me, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so the film is already happening, yeah. and then they just shuttle Franco in. Yeah, the uh, canon seem to operate in this world of just jobbing actors. Yeah, who will, yeah. Who will do pretty much anything for a paycheck? And it's just like I do just think it's awesome the way he's just like yeah. Uh, and I remember seeing the uh, interviews where, where the Franco and Eric are going, to be honest with you, I didn't know what a ninja was. Uh, I'm still not too sure. But uh, uh, anyway, Even after making this movie. Yeah. And the other two. You'd think, you'd think he'd have a certain... Oh, cert- no, he's not in the other two. Oh, okay, my bad. But um, you think he'd have like a certain idea, you know, like someone would have given him a book about ninja or something? Why would you even bother? I suppose so. He, you know, all you got to do is turn up with a cool mustache. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> pretty much. But, uh, yeah, he's... We, like, Franco is doing his Kung Fu display. You need to see this. You know the way... In, remember when you were a kid and you had, like, a plastic pair of nunchucks and you were doing, like, a demo in your backyard for mm. yourself? 
thinking you look cool. Yeah, and trying desperately hard not to hit yourself in the balls. Yeah, this is what you actually looked like. <laughs> yeah. You know, in your head, you were like Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. Yeah. In reality, you're like Franco Nero and Enter the Ninja. <laughs> and that's Although the, probably nowhere near as well built as Franco Nero no, was. No, like, I'm not, you've got to see this. Like, yeah. the facial expressions, it looks like he's trying to shit out a moon. Like. Yeah, and there, there's a bit where, where he's like passing them behind his back. Yeah. And he's literally straining to do yeah, it's, it's like, like he's trying to scratch an itch on his back. Yeah, like, like I, I'm nowhere near flexible enough to do this move. Okay, I just managed it. Okay, yeah. lovely. Instead of doing the thing where, you know, you you roll it over your shoulder and catch it underneath, yeah. he just kind of went, oh, it's on my back. I'm about to reach behind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, after this, uh, the missus, um, I can't remember, Marianne, yeah. uh, she goes, you want to head into town? I said, yeah, sure. Sound. Right. Whatever and stops me making a tool of myself doing this. Yeah, he's just like I'm gonna, I'm, he's probably close to Catherine himself. <laughs> probably. But they go into town, and this is where we meet a, like a, like one of these canon crazy characters. Yeah. A, a guy called Dollars, mm. and he's this old American who I'm guessing was over for a war. I don't know what war, <laughs> yeah. but a war. He was probably out in the shit in Vietnam and just wandered off. Yeah. And ended up in Manila. But uh. Yeah, Dollars is selling porn and crucifixes out of his coat. Yeah, one side porn, yeah. the other side crucifixes. I was, I, I immediately love this guy. Yeah, I was like, he's amazing. Like, there's the bit <laughs> yeah. where he, he just kind of goes, "Hey, you looking for some dirty pictures?" And he's literally just got the lining on the inside of his jacket is just pornography. Yeah, and then he goes, "Ah, maybe you're a religious type," and he's got crucifixes. I'm like. My man. My you, man. You know what I mean? Like he's We just, need more people like that in yeah, the real world. He's there going, there's a, you know, there's a market out there for anything, and I'll fucking fill it. Yeah. Like, you know? But, uh, dollars... I, uh, I, I, I do have to wonder, though, how, how, mo- how much of a run do you think he did on crucifixes? Because, like, if you are a seriously religious type, would you buy a crucifix from someone who's selling, like, fucking... I don't know. I think if you're a serious religious type, you've probably got a big pair of blue balls on you anyway. Probably, So you're yeah. probably going to go down to him and be just like, hey, man, can I have a, a couple of those uh, yeah. nudies in your uh, mm. in your jacket? And then once you've, once you've came and fallen on your weak knees and... <laughs> Bled all over oh the dear God, door. why? I'm sorry, Jesus. Yeah, I bet they bring the porn back to him. He goes, please, take the porn. I will buy a crucifix. He's like, all right. Well, he puts the porn back in his jacket, buys, sells your man a crucifix that you found somewhere. Sounds like a great scam, this man's work in here. I'll be honest with you, it sounds like a scam I could get in on. I mean, yeah. if printed pornography was still the thing, people fucking oh, yeah. love it. Like, yeah, the, the, the ship has sailed on these, this particular These days, people just like go on Tumblr, look at an image of, uh, you know, someone getting a prolapse done or something, and then just go and Google image picture of Jesus. And like, <laughs> like, reset! <laughs> Google, Google stole dollars business, is what you're telling me. He drew, him and the VHS people drove yeah. all the business. But uh, we were introduced to our... Our antagonist, I guess, at this point, where there's just like little fat um, hook hand Colonel Sanders, like running yeah, a racket, uh, uh, played by Zaki Noy, who was uh, who was John, who was Johnny in Lemon Popsicle. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, he he's a he's a canon alum. He's in a lot of their movies. He would be the David character. Yes, right? yeah. And um, you know, short short fat little dude with the hook for a hand. Yeah, and. You, 
people like this, they're they're always in action movies, and I always wonder how do they get to Annie's any level of prominence in a criminal organization? Because yeah. this guy is not the least bit intimidating. He's the comic relief of this movie. Oh yeah, if yeah. anything. Uh, how how do people like that get to a certain level in a criminal organization? It ne- never makes any sense to me. Well, we'll meet his boss in a bit. Yeah, uh, his disco daishiki boss. And I don't <laughs> yeah. know how he became a criminal. You know. That's true. That's but true. Uh, anyway, we go back to the farm, and Hookan's uh, boys are beating up the farmers there, and um, we don't know this at, at the time, but you know, like yeah. they're they just said he's a bad guy. You know it's his friends. Yeah. You know. And uh, we get back to the farm. So yeah, basically Cole kicks the living fuck out of them. And at one point, I'm not kidding, throws a blunt piece of wood at a man so hard it penetrates his chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I I was thinking about that. The the amount of force you need yeah. to, to do that. Like he it, could throw atoms in the hadron collider. Yeah. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to build a massive fucking hyper collider underneath Switzerland. Just get Franco Nero to chuck table legs yeah. around the place, oh. and you're good to go. It's amazing. He, like, it's a really good fight scene. Yeah, like, uh, he kicks the shit out of these dudes, and it's it's fucking cool. Uh, although, is is this the part where he where he does the where he does the donkey kick? No, that's later. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. My bad. But uh, no, uh, like he fucks everybody up, mm. and they're all like battered. Some of them may be dead. There's a lot of break, uh, neck breaking sounds. Yeah. But then again, he's never like the cops never turn up. Now I understand, right? Back then in that time, right? The Philippines it looks kind of dodgy mm. the area. So maybe the police weren't all that up on the thing. But I'm pretty sure if some dude came in from Japan and started murdering like at least twenty percent of the population of the yeah. city you're in. The police are at least going to come asking for a bribe. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, so, hey, uh, we've we've heard your we've heard you're up to stuff here. Uh, you know, throwing table legs into a man's chest—that's yeah. that's against the law around here. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you're the only person who could do that around here. <laughs> Actually, there isn't an ordinance against it because we never knew it was physically possible. Yeah, but we're writing one right now. It is technically murder, though. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they they, were, they didn't like murder in the Philippines, like you know. Although you probably get off just from the, you know, just from the the jury not believing such a thing as humanly possible. <laughs> like he clearly fell off a cliff onto that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, he fucks them up, and like then they're just like, uh, oh yeah, the, this crowd are trying to run us out of our farm. Obviously, go back to that, and then we meet uh, the big boss. Uh, venereal disease. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, venereous. Venereous. That yeah. has to be a joke. Yeah, like, that has to be a VD. I kept I kept calling him Vespasian for some reason. <laughs> okay, you know, after the Roman emperor, it's like I don't know why, but and he, yeah, he he has the look of he he has the look of like um a really slimy sort sort of a bit a bit of a like you know theater lovey kind of character. Yeah, he you looks know, like he, Lionel Blair. Yes, that's who he kind of looks like. Yeah, that but, I got a serious vibe of that, and with the with the bit of uh, George, um, uh, not George Kennedy. Well, what's the dude? Uh, you know, you know the brown. You know the dude who's like really brown and he's got the mole on his face. Uh, fuck. I oh, George Lazenby. No, 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 the guy, the Dracula guy. George Hamilton. George Hamilton, yes. Yeah, he does have a look of George Hamilton about him. Yeah, so, yeah. Which kind of fits the character. A bit of love boat look to him. Yeah, he, yeah. Kind, he kind of fit, it kind of fits the character because he's like, 
you know, some rich developer dude. You know, he's, you know, a very prim, proper, bit of a dandy sort yeah. of guy. And he just has, and he obviously just hired a bunch of henchmen to do yeah. all of his shit for well, him. I think he got into the, the scumbag business and went, henchmen, that's what I need next. Yeah, exactly. But he's like going, I want all this shit and... You know, he's there going. We need more men. Let's go get more men. Yeah, there, there was a re- there was a really nice thing. At least I thought it was kind of cool when, uh, uh, when the hook when when he goes to see uh, the big boss. Yeah, uh, he tries talking to him directly. Oh yeah, and the guy keeps yeah. on slapping him in the face. Yeah, for talking to the boss. Yeah, his you know, uh, Vesperian's fucking. What, what's his name again? Venarius. Venarius. Venarius's underling Parker just smacks him around the place yeah. every time he du- he directly addresses Venarius, yeah. and Venarius du- you know addresses Parker. You know it, it's it's sort of like you know when when two when two girls fall out. It's like yeah. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. And if Will you tell her yeah. that she's ugly, yeah, you, know? you you tell her that I gave her brother a hand job down the bus shelter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that, clearly this <laughs> scenario is cooked up with setting balance slow. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're, but we're, you know, it yeah, it exactly it belongs to like two fourteen-year-old girls in Ireland. It doesn't belong in a fucking. It doesn't belong to a fucking Manila crime boss. Yeah. You know. It, well, who you know, that it is what it is. Well, maybe, twenty by twenty ring. You know, may, maybe uh, I don't know much about Filipino culture. Maybe they, maybe all the gangsters there are just a bunch of bitches. I don't know. I don't know, man. Look, who knows? Who knows? You know, it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll chalk this one up to cultural ignorance and yeah. move on. Well, anyway, we we get a flashback then, not an am flashback, but it might as well be to. The two boys, Cole and uh, yeah, they're they're Frank. they're fi- they're fighting somewhere in Africa. Yeah, that yeah. looks amazingly <laughs> like the Filipino <laughs> yeah. forest. Oh, we're gonna come back to that later on. Yeah, but um, yeah, they they're fighting in a war in Africa somewhere, <laughs> and uh, so we were like, okay, yeah, they were friends once. Yeah, and apparently, um, Frank was something. He was able to actually be a man. Yeah, but um. They have a flashback, and uh, they. I was like, when I read this, where I was watching it, I was there going like, "Is was this like cliche in the eighties, or did the eighties make this a cliche?" Uh, what? How like, do you mean? The Nam War. Like, hey, buddy, I don't leave a good man behind. Like, I, I yeah. think it, I I think the eighties kind of made it a cliche because you know. But did it feel cliche? Do you think at the time to people like, ah, oh, another one, you know. I don't think it. I, it probably didn't at the time because, like, First Blood came out in what, like, a, you know, eighty, eighty one sort of time, wasn't Religion, it? Yeah. And, you know, around the same time as this movie, and that was one of the first first ones that really used like the you know the the veteran coming back as a badass. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that would have been the time. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it was the time. You know, it was the time, and it was only. You know, because the seventies were full of movies about like veterans returning home and losing their shit. Yeah, the eighties you know? were, and the eighties were a bit more fucking optimistic and fuck yeah. Yeah. So the eighties definitely made that. That didn't make the eighties. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, well, the thing is, like after this, uh, after the flashback, uh, Cole's farm workers who've been scared off previously by the beating they got, yeah. come back 
Yeah, and, uh, apropos of nothing. And uh, Frank goes, yeah, man, let's have a fucking cockfight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, first reaction. Yeah, first reactions. Like, not not like, well, we better, you know, we a lot of shit needs to be done on the farm. You yeah. haven't been working the last few days. It's like, no, let's kill some fucking roosters. And the thing <laughs> is, and they're going, did they just, like, did the people in the Philippines just have a constant supply of ready to go fucking roosters. Like, I think so. <laughs> like that's what I'm getting from this. Yo, yeah. do- dollars missing a trick. He should just train fighting roosters. He should be selling fucking eggs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, then, uh, 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 what's it called? A hooky turns up again. Yeah. Uh, a hooky turns up and they're going, motherfucker, d- d- you can't be doing this. We told you to get out. Mm. And uh, so they have a they they get one of the the guys and put, start dragging them around the place in the back of the car yeah. they're fucking everybody up and like they didn't learn basically because Cole turns up again and beats the living piss out of them all <laughs> Yeah, and again it's a pretty fucking badass action sequence mm. like there's a bit where he chases after a moving van and kicks the fucking driver <laughs> on, out on a seat. horse yeah and he just like latches on he does the stagecoach job you know he jumps yeah. from the back of the horse onto the onto the thing Climbs on, kicks your man in the face, stops the car. It's, it's fucking badass, that yeah. bit. Uh, it probably didn't help your man at all. He was probably already dead. Yeah. but he, yeah. And then he gets, gets out and kills. I mean, I, I just yeah. wrote, Cole is white dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Black dynamite is the same, has the same superpowers as Cole does. Pretty like, much. Well, and the same wardrobe. Yeah. But um, I was I was watching that and I was thinking, okay, the, the dude who just got trailed along. Yeah. You know, he, he was like the leader of the workers. You know, he was the first guy that Cole that Frank introduced Cole to on the plantation. Yeah. I think his name was um what, what was it again? Like Lopez or something like that? And yeah. it it doesn't even check to see if he's alive or dead. No. And I was like Okay, you've already established this character, and if he actually is dead, it might you know raise the stakes a little bit. May you know put a, you know put a bit, a bit of heat on yeah put a bit of heat on the bad guys, heighten heighten the drama, and they just don't do it. No, why they, not? They don't. I don't think they even check on him. No, I think it was a case of where Menachem was there going. I know men will be watching this, yeah. and they don't care about people who die. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but like you know, just just like a. 30 seconds of Frank standing over him like, you bastards. You know, what... what too, too much. You know, more... A- yeah, more action, more yeah. drama, you know, more No action. time for this shit. Yeah. You know? Um, after this, like, well, Venerius uh, goes and hires a disco militia. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. There, there's a bit in this, in this scene as well, Preacher. Preacher? Yeah. Uh, do you not remember this guy? Oh God, yeah, the guy. Yeah, uh, the the guy that the, I don't yeah, know. He's, he, yeah, it's you know everyone Filipino Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, pretty much. He <laughs> was, um, uh, you know, Venerius says to all these guys, it's like you know, we need ten guys. You'll be working for this guy, pointing to the hook. Yeah, and you know, are you willing to work for this man? And one of them steps up and goes. I think he looks like a fat piece of shit. What's your name? Preacher. You're a preacher, eh? Today's sermon is do whatever the man says. Yeah. It's like, okay. You don't like. You think he looks like a fat piece of shit? Go kill him then. And then I'm expecting preacher to be a fucking badass at this yeah. point. I'm expecting him to be like an underling bad guy, you know, of some the of, bad look fallet. Yeah. Of of, yeah. <laughs> 
like a like a you know like a good underneath hand. That's what I'm expecting him to be at this point. And he goes over, and I'm expecting him to do something fucking awesome yeah. to kill this guy. And he just and he just goes kneel down. Yeah, it's like no. I'm not going to... And the hook just goes, no, I'm not going to kneel down. I'm not going to just let you kill me. He sticks fucking, his hook in his balls. Yeah, he sticks his hook in his balls, which is the only sane reaction at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and your man, he's, you know, he's away selling the, the nut shot. And, you know, that's the last of we see of him as a substantial character in the film. Yeah. It's like... Why did you even have that bit? It uh, makes no sense. Another fight scene. Because at the but, end of that, they all end up fighting. Yeah, because yeah, they. But you could have done that anyways. You didn't need to have preacher's bit where he jobs out to the fucking fat comedy, fat comedy underling. Yeah. You know, it's well. A, anyway, after this, we're we're in the bar with Cole and Frank. Yeah, and Cole, like I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he just goes like. Uh, uh, well, Frank is having a drink, mm. and he's you know um, he's he's being all um, morose, yeah. and he just goes, uh, "I never knew my dad, and I, I have daddy issues," and then he just throws daddy issues at you out of nowhere, and then he just goes, "Yeah, uh, my missus constantly wants to ride, and I can't get it up anymore." Yeah. And as we're going, whoa, too much information, man. You yeah, know? I, I immediately just thought, okay, Franco Nero's a fucking Italian. You yeah. tell him that, he's going to shag oh, your wife. The, uh, he, he gets fucking sniper vision at that moment in time. Yeah. You can just tell he goes, he hasn't rode his wife in a while. Well, I've got a penis. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and... And she is Susan George, so yeah, yeah let you know. Let's let's and see what plays out. Like, as they're going, no, 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 no. He's not going to have. And then, like the next scene, yeah, Frank O'Neill in bed, you know, reading his own chest hair, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and like Susan George comes in, and he just goes, "Yeah, well, I was expecting you." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> can't say I didn't see this coming. No, we don't. Like, and I wouldn't mind though. This actually made the film a lot more interesting. Yeah. This, like, this could be like a boring dialogue scene, but like after, like they have sex because clearly she's been into him and he's been into her. Yeah. But uh, next day at breakfast, they're just sitting there, and old drunk, drunk Jimmy Can. Yeah. Uh, Frank is there going, "What's the matter with you, Gene? Sorry. No, what's the matter with you, yeah. uh, Marianne? You're tired. Not getting enough sleep last night. And you're going. Does he know that they fucked? And it's it's very possible he does. Yeah, you know, and the other two are just guilty. Yeah, like, and know. and she just cuts him off like you know, you must you must love the sound of your own voice. Yeah, because I know I I don't. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is you know, Franco Nero is he he and he's he's doing his best to to stay quiet. It's sort of like this is the weirdest fucking analogy. It's the weirdest comparison I'm going to draw. Mm-hmm. You know that scene in um you know that scene in Breaking Bad where Jesse comes over for dinner? Don't watch Breaking Bad. Ah, right. Ah, never mind. But um Go on, explain the, it to the, the two Miserics, of, yeah. probably <laughs> The two of them are just sniping there and Jesse's in the middle like, "Okay, I'm just going to keep eating and, you know, shut me fucking mouth." Franco Nero no, you know, Fra- uh, Cole yeah. no sells this. You know, he he's like, "I, I don't know co- what the fuck you're talking about. I'm I'm just having me toast." Yeah. I'm a ninja. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a ninja. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Basically, they're guilty and all that and Venerius is like, "We come back to Venerius." Mm. He's there going, "Are you telling me this guy fucked up everybody again?" Yeah. I want my own ninja. Go get me one. So his his buddy uh, Parker goes to a fucking talent agency in Japan, and is there going? I need a ninja. And the guy's like, an actor, <laughs> yeah. a dancer. 
a hooker? Don't, <laughs> we don't have ninjas. Like you know, I need a professional ninja. Yeah, an assassin. Yeah. Is what and the guy went, "Well, look, I mean, I'll see what I can do." And uh, wouldn't you know it, he comes through. Yeah, uh, he he finds Hasegawa from earlier on, the black <laughs> yeah. ninja. Yeah, Par- Parker arrives to to Cole's old master, and Co- the Cole, Cole's master asks him. So they, this will be for good, yes? Yeah. A, yeah, we've been having loads of problems with violence on the on in our small town. Yeah. It's like, yeah, violence you're causing, you douche. <laughs> Fucking, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Hasegawa, clearly not... Uh, worried about the moral. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, does does I? I have to ask. Does he know that that Cole is the guy? Well, he look uh, maybe okay, but uh, I get it. They're talking about honor and all this kind of stuff, mm. right? And I'm not kidding. In a few minutes' time, like they hire him to do an honorable job, and in a few minutes' time, he's literally cannibal holocausting a village full of yeah. innocent people. Like, yeah, that that was a devastating cutaway. The the just the cutaway of it made me laugh my ass off because there was a bit later on where Vesperian is talking to his underling and it's like you know what about our ninja he's doing what ninjas do yeah. and it cuts to him literally han- cannibal holocausting that was yeah. the first thing that came into my mind he was setting fire to the fucking plantation it's, <laughs> it and like attacking women and children like, you know? yeah like and, a, like a true honourable ninja would. Yeah, and chances are he's like fucking cutting them up and feed you know feeding them to monkeys or something. You know, yeah. it's like all the to- all the wild people are still attacking Cole, and at this point I was there going, why do they all look like they should be in like mud or the rubets or you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they look like seventies top of the pop acts. Like, yeah, you know. Oh, at, the, at this point Cole has broken into Vesperian's building. Uh, uh, well, this is afterwards. After he gets attacked by uh, one guy, he breaks into the building. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And uh, he watches a fucking ninja snuff movie. Yeah, but um, but here here's here's the brilliant part when they're when they're getting in. He sends in Dollar first. Dollar is with them for some reason. Yeah, yeah, because he's hanging the, out. He's a bro. Yeah, because why, why not? There's always that guy who's like a shady little fucker who joins the hero in these movies. Yeah, but um, he just goes up to the guards. And it's like, you like this porn, huh? Yeah. And the two guys are like. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah, do. Let's 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 go in and talk about some pornography. Let's I like to think you're going. What, how about this? And the two go. Oh Jesus, we're both hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, my my penis is just full of blood. Yeah, I I, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I shouldn't let you in, but you do have pictures of naked ladies, and do, I like that. Uh, do you do blowjobs as well? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they go. They, they got me uppers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking poppers. <laughs> I like to I like to finger a loose arsehole <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah um, I remember being at a heavy metal festival once mm. and uh, me and my friend Liam who listens to this show and did uh, did a really cool piece of music for it uh, that That's we should feature at some point yeah we really should and uh, but yeah uh, what was it we were at this thing and this guy came up to our tent and he was there going do you want to buy some poppers and I, I remember just kind of look, uh, looking at Liam and thinking do we Look like we're gonna fuck anytime soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, you n- you never know. You never know. I know, but like, well, the in the metal community, it's very fucking hard to tell who's I know, gay but, and like, who isn't. I don't know. I'm just pretty sure that me and Liam probably look like we were like we weren't dressed up for each other. Is what I'm saying. No, right? no. If I, I mean, if I was gonna fuck you, Liam, right? If you're listening, right? I at least think we would both shave beforehand and have a shower. <laughs> 
and uh, maybe wear our nice t-shirts yeah not be sitting in her own filth in a tent next to a big yeah. fat snoring cunt drinking fucking uh, <laughs> Vimto and eating fucking you know vendor burgers you know with a stench of stale piss in the air yeah that's not if I'm ever going to have sex with you man it ain't going to be like that okay <laughs> just you know. it's just a declaration for the world there I, I think more of them I'll be honest yeah. with you I think more of them but uh, <laughs> That was a weird aside. Yeah, anyway, they go in, they, they infiltrate the building, and they find like a, a Hasegawa snuff movie that they've been filming. Yeah, from uh, from multiple angles. This is like the best shot snuff movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I've ever seen. It's but. like he's, he's sizzle reel, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Hasegawa, we are dynamite. Yeah, back, back in the, um, what you call it? Back in the, back at the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasegawa is terrorizing everybody. Yeah, like he is murdering people without. Like he's just a terrorist. That's yeah. the best way to describe it. Like he is in the ra. Mm. Right? He's got like the hood on, the black yeah. hood, and he's running around bombing people. Yeah, he's, he's like one of those South American death squads. Only one guy. Yeah, you know? he's like just massacring. And then like uh, uh, he kills Frank. And crucifies Marianne. Yeah, he he like draws a little red line on Frank on Frank's neck with yeah. the fucking sword, and um, yeah, he he's got her hanging up there for some reason. Yeah, it's like when Undertaker sacrificed Stephanie to the <laughs> to himself to the to the Howard power <laughs> to the Howard power yeah, yeah to Vince yeah but uh, yeah he's just he, he crucifies her and uh, basically this is just yeah you there's another flashback uh, to. Africa, and I'm not kidding. They're sitting outside the huts in the plantation. <laughs> yeah, they use the same huts for the plantation scenes in Manila. Yeah, just shot from a different angle. Yeah, they so. just shot from a different angle. Africa. Yeah, you know, you, and they, this is this is gonna knock them all over because, like, you know, it's from a different angle. They will not know. Who cares? Who cares? Just go. It's a movie. It's a movie. But. Uh, <laughs> The, that's how I that's how I imagine him talking the whole time. It's a movie, it's a movie, it'll be fine. <laughs> that's the way he did kind of talk. <laughs> they don't know, they don't know. They don't know. But uh what you call it, they at this point we're like, yeah, it's on. Mm. You know, it's it's clearly like clearly at this point we're we're coming to a to a crescendo where it's like, you know, Venarius has pushed uh Franco as far as he's gonna go mm. and it's they're they're going to have a fight between him and Hasegawa. This yeah. has been building since the beginning. Oh hell's yeah! You know, and uh, so basically, Franco Nero uh, Cole, uh, he finds his dead buddy and he's all sad about it. And then he does like some weird sign language. That's important to being a ninja. Yeah, but it's it, all it's all about like the the different levels of ninja power. Yeah, or and, something. And it's something to do with like not having arthritis. Yeah, it basically you know when like uh, in your school and girls had those little paper uh, quad, you know. Quadrants. Oh, like which man am I going to marry? Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, my mother is very nice. Thing. Yeah. Oh, here you go, blue. You get blue. You're gay. That was, yeah, that was basically how that worked back in the day, and um, don't ask me why. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was like he was doing that with his hands, but he didn't have the paper bit underneath. Mm. In fact, if I was a video editor type of guy, I would have him doing that <laughs> with the paper thing, like you know. And um, anyway, it's uh, he goes to fight him. He goes to the top of the the building where he was already was earlier on to go yeah. kill Venarius and this ninja. Ninja, but um, what you call it? He goes. To he, he wasn't a ginger man. <laughs> oh, 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 
Fuck off. Right? <laughs> I'll just go to Tumblr with that shit. <laughs> <All right>? Ninja. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure if it's on the it it exists on the internet. I'm sure of it. But uh, anyway, he goes to the building and Iran's buddy goes. Don't worry about it, man. I was expecting you. We gotta go. So he takes a lift in his ninja gear. Which yeah. is one of the funniest things in this movie. He's just there riding in the back of the car with yeah. his ninja hood on. That what what would have made what would have made this movie for me, what would have put it really over the top yeah. would have been if they just did a prolonged scene of him just standing around in the lift with yeah. like fucking girl from Ipanema playing Muzak style. Yeah. That yeah. would have Ab- or if you had him went, I'm not taking a lift from you, I'll get the fucking train. <laughs> yeah, <You know>? yeah. <laughs> he's just sitting there with his bow and arrows and his swords all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> the, uh, he, he goes to the, the... And wouldn't you know, uh, the oh. old celebration of this movie, mm. uh, Venerius and has Marianne, yeah. uh, he's got her kidnapped, and where where would he, he, he bring her? To a fucking cockfighting arena. Yeah. And you're going, wait a minute, there were... There was cockfighting arenas in the Philippines. Yeah, like, 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 surely any you know, like a corner of a scrapyard would do. Yeah, no, they had like an actual like UFC for cockfighting <laughs> yeah. set up, like, <laughs> and uh, it was yeah, it was nuts. But I, I think it's I think it's one of those things where like in in the Philippines and Thailand they have those restaurants where they have where they just have like fucking where they just have fights in the middle of it. Yeah, and yeah. that's the entertainment. I think it was one of those places, you know, like sort of like human cockfighting. I think that's maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah, you know, well, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. It was fucking bizarre. Yeah, and um, anyway, Venerius is in there with all these boys, and um, they're like, "Come on, ninja! I know you're here." Even though they give him a lift, of course they know he's here. Yeah, he, but that's the thing. Your man Parker goes out to pick him up, and Cole's just killed everybody who drove him there. <laughs> Probably killed a few people who were just passing by. Yeah, because uh, why the fuck not? You know. Actually, when he broke into the when he broke into your man's apartment the first time, yeah, uh, your man comes back and he finds about like twelve guys lined, you know, just piled up in one lift. Yeah, he walks to get the next lift, and there's about another five or six, and it's like, so chances are he killed those like ten or those like two dozen guys, yeah. just to inconvenience him so he'd have to take the stairs. Yeah. Which is like the biggest dick move in all of history. <laughs> Either that, or you get the hooks out and pull the boys out and take the lift. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Look, who knows? Who mm. knows the ways of the ninja? <laughs> yeah, know? clearly not us. But uh, our Menachem goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so then, Cole basically firebombs the fucking uh, the cockfight in the ring. Yeah. All right, and he f- kills everybody. There's like an army of dudes. He kills them all. One of whom. Was a black guy with a Hitler mustache. Yeah, made my life. And you know who was beside him? Is a preacher from earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a thing. Actually, yeah. this movie isn't about an American ninja. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, Michael fucking Dudikoff was one of the heavies in this movie. Really? I didn't know. I read it earlier on. I, 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 I didn't spot him. No, did I. Did he? Was he in the the ninja get up? No, no, or? he was like one of the disco guys. All oh, right, but uh, yeah, apparently. Oh, that's uh, fucking mental. This is where he kind of got his foot in the door. With nice Kenner. one, nice one. Much like Van Damme and Breaking. That's true, but uh, no, the 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 preacher scene again. The, this just leads me to. This is just like a little fucking. He's got two scenes, and he's completely useless in both of them. Yeah, because like. The the two guys they've got their guns out in their hands, 
you know, Cole is right in front of them, swinging his size about the place. Yeah. Just fucking shoot him. No, there's some... Like, and it's like, you know, well, what the hell is this? Maybe it's the ninja who's attacking the goddamn building. Yeah. And he just, like, chucks the two sighs into their stomachs, and they just fall down. Oh, and die. Yeah. It's like... Hitler he, mustache and the dude, though. Yeah. Amazing. And, like, Hitler, you know, Hitler mustache and preacher... Well, Preacher especially is the most useless fucking character we've, just we've encountered. With, the only thing he's got is a cool name. Yeah. He's got nothing else. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, Garth Ennis did that right about 20 years later. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, that is just, like, that's madness. Yeah, you it's know? fucking ridiculous. But, like, uh, what, what was your role in this movie, you fucking d- dickhead? Yeah, well... <laughs> and, um, uh, Anyway, he kills everybody, Cole does, yeah. and he finally gets to Venarius. Mm. And at this point, I was like, I've seen this scene before. Mm. I've seen this a million times. If you remember when YouTube first started up, right, there was all these terrible acting yeah. uh, compilations, one of which famously had like the Troll 2 scene. You know? yeah. They're eating her. They're, They're eating me. me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, but uh, that like, but this death scene was in here. Yeah, because Venerius is like, "Come on, I'll, I'll hire you to be my ninja, I guess, or yeah. something." Yeah. Also, like his fucking ninja has to go is useless because I mean, he didn't save anybody. You well, know? you know his 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 role wasn't really a defensive one. He was like a one man killing spree. Yeah, no well, more no more than Cole, I suppose. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, fucking Cole, he's there going, "Come on, brother, I'll fucking hook you up." And Cole just goes, actually, no, I'm going to chuck a ninja star into yeah. your face. But uh, yeah, and and there, there's a there's a brilliant bit. He does he does the usual sort of, oh oh oh, and oh. then goes, oh. yeah, he just shrugs as he's going down. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He looks like, at the star, yeah. looks at the camera, yeah. and just comedy shrugs. Yeah, it's. As, as if he's saying, fuck it, I got a payday. Yeah. <laughs> and just goes over. Like, the fact that Menachem went, yeah, that's the, that's the take. That's the take. You know? Uh, it's like, it's it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. They're, they're, they'll understand. They'll understand. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucking hilarious. Like, this is complete, yeah. like, campy shit. Like, you oh, know? it's all over the shop. But here, here's, here's where... Here's where it gets good for for me at least. You yeah. know, here's the best part of the movie, the final showdown between Cole and the Hasegawa. Fantastic. Yes. Fucking awesome. Mm. Like the thing. Although I will say at the beginning mm. when they're just about to fight, they the the sign language thing that's kind of coming into it, and they look. I was there, I just wrote down. Are they having a fucking sign language psychic battle? Because <laughs> this is the two of them staring at each other. Yeah, I was I was expecting them to start going. It was like that bit in Victor from Little China where uh, Egg Shen and fucking Dave Lopan have that fight with the crystals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But with no special effects. They were just <laughs> yeah. staring at each other, like, you know. Oh, it's mind games. Mind <laughs> games. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, yeah, it was, this was kind of like uh, Papa Shango and the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> and then, and, but then, then it kicks off and you know full well Franco Nero is not in that suit. Oh, God, it's, no. It's Mark Soft and Hasegawa Shokazuki Kazugi, yeah. who is a martial arts master, and the two of them are just going at it, and it looks amazing. They're in the cockfighting pit, yeah, and it's fucking rad. Yeah, like, it looks 
phenomenal. There is a bit though where a uh, cold mm. character, Franco Nero, Mark, whatever his name is, yeah. right? He his sword gets thrown out of mm. the, out, out into the stands. Yeah, and then a few seconds later, they, after a few cuts, he's got it back in his hand. Yeah, it's it, it it just arrived somewhere in the middle of the ring again. Yeah, and there there was another bit in it that that kind of took me out of it. Even though I love this fight scene, yeah. it kind of took me out of it. Where um. Uh, where where Cole was just you know he was flipping about the place and he jumped up on top up on top of the the barrier yeah. of the thing and he just does a backflip off yeah. for no fucking reason. It's like Rob Van Dam. Yeah, <laughs> it looks amazing. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but you're you're thinking I you know when it comes to like two dudes fighting with swords, I'm expect you know I'm used to like Kurosawa, you know where yeah. it's like a bit of oh shit, he nearly hit me there, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's none of that. It's just sort of like flip, 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 flip. Yeah. Chuck some shit at him, throw a kick, and um, but like what's cool is they're all tooled up, like they've got tons of ninja weapons on yeah. them, and they use them all. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> if you're watching this as a kid, you'd want it. You'd be like, you'd hope, like, you're like I really hope he uses that weird staff thing <laughs> yeah. no he does they use them all like it's fantastic yeah. and a no, really good fight like uh, and this movie's all action mm. but like the, the like for a great movie a great action movie the final fight has to be the biggest and baddest yeah I remember watching the movie uh, or well watching the movie watching um, the commentary for Blade 2 mm. uh, Guillermo del Toro was he's like I love Blade 1 mm. but the problem was the first action scene was the best action scene in the whole yeah. movie and it is like that nightclub thing. Yeah. Phenomenal. Oh, right? I love that scene. But um this like he said like he wanted Blade 2 all the fight scenes build to the last one. And I agree with him on that. Like mm. you know all the like the raid movies like they build yeah. like Commando builds mm. like and this builds to this fight and it pays off. Yeah. Like I was looking at this like again from a childish perspective and I know these movies are made for adults but and they're like 18 rated and stuff like yeah. but when are you going to watch these movies? When you're a fucking kid. Yeah, you're you're not watching these when you're... You, you don't, like, f- fill out an, a mortgage application, then go home and watch Into the Nation. No, no. It doesn't happen. But, like, what I'm saying is, it it worked. Like, yeah. it paid off, and I, I was like, if I watched this when I was a kid, I would have thought it was fucking rad. Yeah. No, I watched it as an adult, and I thought it was fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. But, um... And, you, and you're absolutely right. In that regard, it's great, because it does build up, and it is the best action scene in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Like, the, and anyway, um, Cole wins, mm. as you'd expect, and he beheads Hasegawa. Yeah, uh, Has, Hasegawa, he t- uh Cole flips him over and manages to stick him with a knife in the, mid-monkey flip. In the guts. Which yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. And, um... Hasegawa, he know you know he knows he's beat, so he just takes off the he takes off the mask. Yeah. Cole takes off the mask, and Hasegawa goes, "You have won with honor. Now let me die with honor." Yeah. And your man, apparently, that means cut me head off. Yeah. And that's what he does. Uh, yeah. And just lops his head off, and that's it. You know, there's your blow off. Yeah. No, that's that, yeah. that's essentially the end of the movie. Though. Yeah. Um, I'll say this right. This is a big, loud, bombastic 80s action film. Yeah. The exact opposite for what a depiction of an actual ninja should probably be. <laughs> yes. I was, I was there going, I think Menachem just looked at a picture of a ninja and went, yeah. they look fucking cool, I'm putting one in a movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, in if you were to, like, in reality, if yeah. you were to describe a ninja, it'd be more sort of like the... 
it'd be more sort of like the bank robbery scene from Rafifi or something. Yeah, it's you know, silent just assassin. silent. Yeah. And no, well, in this it's just like no. Let's make as much noise. Yeah, as let's possible. let's chuck around. Let's chuck around fire bombs. Let's burn down plantations. Behead dudes. Yeah, I can't imagine that either Cole or Hasegawa would have got much work as stealth assassins no. at all. This movie is nuts. Yeah, it's really competently put together though. Mm. I mean, like they're. I mean, yeah. Look, I'm taking it at its age though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you you, if you, you if can't you can't judge this by like by today's standards or even the no. standards like fifteen years ago. No, it's eighties, early eighties. Like this is like some of it looking a hokey to a younger viewer, but I mean I grew up watching this kind of shit on VHS. I'm mm. good, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. And, um, and honestly, you know, looking at it now, it is kind of hokey, but it it was hokey in a charming kind of way. Yeah, and you know? I don't care if you ask me. This movie's still yeah, cool. like there there was a scene earlier early on in the movie. I'm I'm sorry, we 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 flipped over it. Yeah. When Hasegawa was breaking into the plantation. Yeah. And it showed that he had like a bunch of spikes on the palm of his hand. Yeah. And he just climbs over where one of the guards is. Yeah. And the next scene you see is just him p- pressing his hand down your man's head. Yeah. And and stage blood coming out. And your man sells it like <laughs> your man sells it like oh my god I've such a headache. Yeah. And just falls over and there's a bunch of that selling going on. Yeah. Like it's... when Cole throws some caltrops in a guy's face and you're and it cuts to your man with them stuck in his face like ah well the problem is like when discussing a movie like this is yeah. that it's easier to discuss the story than the action yeah like the, there's a lot of there's a couple of fights we may have glossed over mm. but um we wanted to get to the main beats of it and we talked about the major points of it like there's yeah. a lot of cool moments like that but oh yeah um, I was just talking about the hokey shit I don't know but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of cool moments like that but at the same time like it's kind of hard to remember them all yeah that is true because there is a lot of murder in this movie oh yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, now I'll say this um, like final word mm. on this movie I really enjoyed it yeah like, uh, it's not a great film alright no like The Raid and The Raid 2 those are great action movies yeah Die Hard mm. phenomenal action movie like you know Terminator 2 yeah fucking like you know countless movies like yeah. that right that are just pure like the Avengers, like mm. you know what I mean. These are great, great action movies. This isn't on that level at all. Oh God, no! However, it's not boring. Yeah, it's fairly well put together. It's fun, mm. and that's all you can really ask for it. Like you know, I if I had to give it a description, I would say it's very dated, very dated, um, kind of hokey, but in a good way, and like you said. It it ca- it carries on at a fair clip. Yeah. There's no there's no lull in the action. There's no boring aspects to it. Yeah. It's it's worth the watch, but don't expect it to change your life. No, I mean at the end of the day, I am we love Menachem on yeah. the show, but it is a Menachem Golan movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no. uh, Menachem was not, you know. He, 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 Menachem was never going to win an Oscar. No, he, you know? you know, he's not. He's not like Joss Whedon or fucking, you know, John Woo or anyone like that. No, he, he, but like, still, I like all action movies. Same yeah. like horror movies. I like them all. Mm. You know, in some weird way, and I, I'll sit there and watch an action movie or a horror movie. Like, I, put it this way, right? I'd rather watch a Menachem Golan ninja film than I would watch. Any Lars von Trier movie. Oh fuck yes! And that's the distinction I'm making. And I'm look if the camp, it's either Dogma ninety five yeah. or Canon. I'm a Canon man <laughs> till the day yeah. I die. All right? Same here, same and, here. Uh, 
would wa- I would watch the entirety of canon before I'd watch the idiots any yeah. day of the week. I mean, like, yeah. Anyway, um, we should probably start hyping up our next movie. Yeah, and uh, uh, th- this is this is an interesting one. We we discover. Uh, uh, can I just say I was introduced to this movie last night? Yeah, uh, by me, by Sean. Yeah, I and. Uh, I'd I'd heard about this movie. <laughs> I saw uh, the trailer yeah. and I was like, "Yes, we're doing." We're, this. we're going we're going through a list of canon movies. We just we don't do these in any particular order. We just pick them out at random. It's like this will be interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll do we'll do this one. And I had read about this a couple of years ago in a in an interview with Christopher Walken. He mentioned this movie that he did with canon. Yeah, uh-huh. and he he said he had a great time doing it. And I just thought, oh, okay. And I saw it in the list, and it's like that can't be the same movie. I checked it out; it is. Tell them what it is, there, John. It's uh, Canon Movie Tales presents Christopher Walken's as Puss in Puss and Boots. Yeah. Uh, here's the trailer. Once upon a time, there lived a poor peasant boy with nothing to his name but a clever little cat and a magical pair of boots. Academy Award winner Christopher Walken stars as the enchanted Puss in Boots. These boots will change our lives faster. We'll never want for anything again. When his master falls for a beautiful princess, Puss will do anything to bring the boy his true love. Gift of my most noble master, the illustrious Marquis of Carabas. Who, who, who is the Marquis of Carabas? Who is he? And why don't we know the name? When they find out who we are, they're going to throw us both in the dungeon. If it is not all exactly as I've heard, you will... For the first time on screen, the magical musical story of a shy boy. Dance. No. A bold princess. You've got to stick your neck out now and then. A terrible ogre. I can become whatever I like. And a very clever cat. <coughs> Christopher Walken and Jason Connery star in Puss in Boots. I don't care. Look, I know you didn't see that. Yeah. You were listening to it, but trust me, go watch it. Like, yeah, you. My brain was just screaming with happiness when I saw. <laughs> yeah, it. I same here. Like, oh my god, I need to watch this movie. Like, yeah. as, unfortunately, we're recording these ahead of time, so it'll be a couple of weeks before I actually get to sit down and watch it. But <laughs> that's going to be a good day. I I can feel it in my bones. That's you know, going to be fun. It looks fucking crazy. I I genuinely can't wait. It's a, like a, a fantasy fairy tale musical yeah apparently it's a kids movie which yeah. is you know it's one of the few genres it's one of the genres that canon didn't hit all that often yeah so we i i i'm looking forward to this a lot cuz this could either be a great movie or it could be an absolute shambles i'm not entirely sure but, but either way that, like, it's going to be like Christopher Walken like a a walking yeah it's used the pun a walking madman yeah like goes no this is the best movie i was ever in and yeah and not only that but like a major star yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm just like i'm so in i'm all the way <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like uh, I, I really hope 
you're looking forward to hearing what we got to say about it as much as we're looking forward to listen to it. Um, just on the way out, uh, I'd like to offer a couple of reminders. I'm sorry, Liam. Uh, one, not well, I'm not sorry for saying I'd fuck you, but uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. But uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry we didn't mention your uh, your track you created as a tribute to this uh, podcast before. Uh, if you want to go into SoundCloud and search for "It's Time" by Liam Kavna, you'll find the track. It's like pretty rad like 80s synth style yeah. music kind of the music that was kind of missing from Invasion USA it really was yeah. I, I was as soon as I heard it I was thinking that's fucking rad and yeah. it sh- that should be if I ever make like if I ever were to make like uh, an homage to that genre of movie yeah. that tune would be in it it was really cool and uh, thanks for that and everybody check it out if you can uh, if you want to stay up to date with us you can now like our Facebook page um, it's just it's facebook.com forward slash the canon canon uh, obviously yeah. two different spellings of canon yeah there, there's a picture of me on a horse with Bo Derek yeah that's our you know we're gonna try and uh, keep um, you know keep everybody up to date we'll add some new kind of gimmicks on there oh and, yeah uh, some fun photoshop stuff and uh, you know it, it'll, it'll be worth it to stay you know to stay up on what we're you know we're a fun bunch of guys yeah you know and we're we're going to post on there more often once yeah. we're up and running but and, uh, and you know any questions comments death threats you know the whole uh, lot, the whole lot. just let us know that's way the best place to go for it um on top of that, we should you can obviously keep track of the show on joinmediaball.com, uh, which is our host uh, yeah. thing. And if you want to subscribe, obviously subscribe through the Joint Media. Yeah, Ball please feed. do. There's some awesome shows on. Oh Joint yeah, Media like Ball. Uh, there's the Club Kayfabe family shows. There's uh, there's our good brothers Richie and Spud on. Uh, it's starting now, and then there's my other shows. The well. The other shows I appear on, should I say, the We Talk Games uh, family of shows. Wiggly's about to throw you the fuck off that show. Hey, it's your show, is it? Good luck finding someone to replace me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, who else is going to do Crispin Wall jokes? Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, no th- those shows. I honestly believe are all well worth checking out. And there's some going to be some. Uh, some new original stuff going up there. Myself and Kyle and Kubrick are going to get we're going to get together and do a like maybe a one-off or maybe uh, we might do more about uh, like cartoons in the nineties and stuff. So nice one. It'll be because we always end up talking about fucking Captain Planet or whatever. So we sit we try to sit down and talk about War and Peace or yeah. Crime and Punishment. And it turns into gargoyles halfway you're through. You're just like, oh man, remember fucking Denver last night's work <laughs> or uh, Rocko's Modern Life. So we're just oh. going to we're going to get that out of our system. Yeah, so uh, also purefiller.com, you can check us out there. Uh, Scott throws up our episodes whenever we have them, and that's awesome. I really like that website. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I'm Johnny Capcom on Twitter, and you are Robot Head Sean on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, you can follow us there. Uh, I don't know, like, we probably just like favorite pictures of tits and stuff. Like, oh, uh, yeah. You know, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> that's all we do. Like, yeah, you know, just, cause we're just. We're just fucking men, ain't we? I. <laughs> I, I have I haven't done it in a while, but um, you know that tits Tuesday hashtag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow that like a madman. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why would you not? But um, yeah. Anyway, we've got all that kind of going there. Um, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a fun film to watch and to talk about, as it always is. Yeah. Uh, to sit down and do one of these, um, and we'll hope you'll join us in two weeks for Puss and Boots. Well, hopefully two weeks. We're, we're trying to get our microphones situation sorted for good. Oh, we will do. Don't worry. And, we uh, will. 
Hopefully we'll be back for Puss in Boots on time because I think this one will be a fucking doozy. Oh, I can feel it in me water. And uh, anyway, yeah, I hope you had fun listening to this and uh, we hope to, uh, we hope you'll... Yeah, goodbye. Bye-bye.